So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta podcast. The Active Atlanta podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and today, y'all, uh, I'm super excited to talk to to, uh, to you guys about a super high professional uh, and something that's like really kind of like we were chatting before the show, and she really has some of the similar frustrations within the industry that we have that really kind of pushes the whole profession forward and by a uh, whole industry forward, really, when we're talking about medicine and wellness and healthcare. Um, she is the owner and founder of the Skin Suite Medical Aesthetics. Uh, opened up in Brookhaven in January. Guys, she's had a crazy, or she's had a wild ride to get to where she's at now. Uh, she's went from pain management to figuring out that uh, she could help out a tone with migraines, not just with the, on the pain side, but like people looked great afterwards, right? So uh, without further ado, guys, let me introduce you to Dr. Yolanda Scott, um, the again, the founder and owner of Skin Suite Medical Aesthetics. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for getting on the show with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We were talking about so many fun things before we got recording here. Like, uh, so I won't I won't give away too many of the secrets. So before uh, before we kind of dive into some of the stuff, can you give us a little bit of a background about like who you are, uh, sure. your journey within medicine, and how you went from um, pain management to uh, aesthetics and skincare? Sure. It's a, it's an interesting story. So I basically trained in New York City. This is where I did my residency in PM&R, which is physical medicine rehabilitation. And then I moved to Georgia and did an interventional spine fellowship. Um, so I've always essentially worked with Botox because in residency, we treated um, kids with cerebral palsy. We would treat them with Botox for, you know, lengthening and, you know, just more flexibility. Um, and then when I did my fellowship, we were treating patients with, um, and I just remember thinking, wow, these, the patients look fantastic. They're happy. They like, they love coming for those appointments. Number one, because it treated chronic migraines mm. amazingly. And then also because they, their foreheads were just smooth. <laughs> so yeah. so they, they were always really happy. And I just, I gravitated towards those patients more and more. Um, and so I just said, okay, this is, I want to feel that more. I want to have the patients that are so excited and just running to see you. Um, I just want that feeling a lot more. So it's probably a selfish thing. I just wanted to have more of those patients. So I just said, okay, I'm going to learn more about it. Learn, you know, not only Botox, but the fillers and the IVs and everything else that came with aesthetics. So that's mm -hmm. how I got here. Oh man, that's awesome. I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's, um, you know, the uh, healthcare is a service-based industry, right? And when mm -hmm. you're constantly giving to other people and you're serving other people, um, that that drains out of your cup, right? Like that mm -hmm. you're pouring into other people. And yeah. that's okay. That's why we went into medicine. We wanted to be able to do that. 
But man, it helps. It makes the day or it allows you to pour to those people so much more when you're working with your people, right? When you're working with people who are excited to be there, right? Like, um, because I love what you said there, like they actually loved coming to the appointments, right? Especially working in physical, uh, physical rehabilitative medicine, like Mm-hmm. You have you've been dealing with people with, that are in pain for decades, right? So like uh, yes. being able to work with somebody that actually enjoys coming, um, yeah. it's the same thing with us, right? Like physical therapy isn't the most fun thing to do, right? You're gonna go get like poked and pro- you're gonna go get like beat up and like uh, <laughs> yeah. So like working with people that actually want to be there is a super rewarding uh, uh, thing as a provider. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's actually really smart uh, for you to yeah. go and find and like uh, know who you know what you want to do within that world of yeah. medicine and, and, and yeah. be like, no, 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 this is what fills my cup up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You're, you're basically seeking your own joy. You're seeking your own pocket of joy. Um, totally. and so I just, really, again, just gravitate towards that. And I will say, even though physical therapy, I know like whenever I would refer patients to physical therapy and like, it was just their happy place. Like they just yep. loved being there. Cause number one, it's, it's therapy, right? Like yeah. it's not only just the physical part, but there's also a communal part where you're oh talking gosh, yeah. like, while you're treating them. So patients always love that. They yeah. always love physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool. So then uh, I was, you know, we're looking over your website before we got going and you have on there that you, you address beauty from the inside out, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Can you kind of address, or can you kind of like talk about what that means exactly? Yeah. So I think when, so I do various injections, needles are my thing that <laughs> it's just, I literally, yeah. that I, that's my favorite thing. Um, and so you can treat people with, uh, for Botox with Botox, um, or a neurotoxin to help, you know, reduce wrinkles. You can treat them with fillers to help with contouring. There's different ways, you can, different modalities, but I think not that they're temporary, but you do know that it's pretty finite. And so I wanted to incorporate something that works more internally as well as externally, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I wanted to incorporate IV hydration. Um, it was something that I did when I was on my health kick um, and my health journey, and I noticed a drastic difference. Number one, I was probably extremely dehydrated because you just, as a practitioner, you just are, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of times. And so yeah. I would do that, but then I, you know, I'd get the ones that had the glutathione or the ones that had the B complexes or, you know what I mean? So I was working internally because I wanted the things that I was doing and the things that I would provide to other people to last longer. Um, and so I think of beauty, um, you know, from a, from a two prong lens, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I can fix the things that you see in the mirror, Mm-hmm. But I, I want to also work on the inside so that the things that you see on the, you know, the, the inside matches the outside. Yep. Um, and so, you know, we do a couple of different things. We also do um, work on lymphatic drainage. So, you know, sometimes people can have like a little bit of a puffy face. Um, and so some people will go after that and say, OK, we need to sort of do this and contour this way. But I would definitely and my thing is well let's see if we can reduce some of that swelling um in a more you know natural way and then see what we were working with um and then also like you know the regenerative medicine the prp the exosome so we do all those things so that we can kind of fight aging um from multiple lenses um, yeah. and angles oh man i love that it's like um uh, it's like okay it's kind of the same it's kind of the same measures that we do uh, at our place right like Right. Yeah, we're gonna. We need to. We need to break a pain cycle. We need to get you out of yeah. pain. Um, yeah. But then we need to ad- address the root cause for why you're in pain, and right. then develop a plan for you to stay out of pain. Right. And it's kind of the same right. thing that you talk about. Like, okay, yeah, I can help you with like what you see in the mirror for sure. We'll break that up. Yeah. Yeah. But let's address like some of the things that's like progressing that at a, at a pace that it probably shouldn't be. Right. Like, right. or let's uh, let's help you manage. Like, I'm sure you. I'm sure there's uh, conversations about hydration, sleep, yeah. stress yeah. management. All right. that stuff. Um, I, yeah. I love what you said about the uh, hydration with the medical providers too, because like, 
we've had a couple different like RDs and nutritionists, and everything on the show, and yeah. like yeah. I always I always pick their brain a little bit. It's a little bit of like yeah. a push, like let me get some knowledge here, right? Like yeah. Uh, yeah. Because when you're client facing, it is tough to get to get like like water in and everything else. And, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. Especially bathroom time. There's no, it's no such thing. So, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so totally. And I think also I, I, I kind of came with that model just from medicine itself, because a lot of times if I'm treating someone's back pain and I'm like, okay, yeah, I could definitely get rid of your back pain. That's easy. Like that's a quick, mm -hmm. that's not, you know, but then, okay. Like, like you said, how did we get here? Let's talk yep. about, you know, like, are you taking a walk outside? What are we yep. eating? Like, are we, you know, are we getting enough? I'm more of go outside in nature. Are you getting any sunlight? Like all these For different sure. types of sleep are you getting? Yep. So, I mean, it's, 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 we can do um, as much as we can, but a lot of the homework has to be done by the, the patient. And so I want to sort of make it easy for my clients is to kind of know their path and say, okay, let's kind of figure out like, what is your main concern? And then how can we sort of address it from our end? And then what do you need to do on your end? And then we're all happy. So. Yep. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause then like, uh, I'm curious too, like, do you notice like people like with like increased screen time? Like does, uh, it's a, I know the blue rights visible for like your sleep and like your eyes, yeah. but like, yeah. does that have any effect on skin quality? Sure does. So <laughs> sure does. <laughs> so I know people, I'll speak from personal experience. My husband, he works from home and I'm always preaching, like, you got to wear sunscreen. Like you have to wear sunscreen. This blue light is, at, you know, uh, like interesting. It's the screen. And he's just like, ah, oh, it's not, you know, I'm not outside. I'm like, I know you're not outside, but number one, you sit by a window. So you mm -hmm. are getting sun, even if it's not direct sun, you are still getting exposure to sun and also that blue light. So we, yes, sunscreen, inside and out like you have to wear it inside indoors if you're in front of a computer as well as outside so oh man do you yes. have any favorite sunscreens or is it kind of are you kind of like is it based on the person it is honestly based on the person um yeah. we here have we use skin better science and they have a really good sunscreen it has like a, a very high spf so we use that and we have different tiers of it so we have um one that's like a sports stick so it just kind of depends on what activity the, the the client does and like you know what they kind of want it to look like i'm a huge um proponent of mineral sunscreen okay um as yeah. opposed to chemical sunscreen but you yep. know as long as someone's using a sunscreen i'm just happy yeah <laughs> Some sunscreen I mean, is not right yeah 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 totally but if you are gonna pick one yep. <laughs> pick a, yep. i would pick a mineral yeah. yeah for sure oh my gosh yeah it's like uh um, so my wife is paler than I am, if you can believe that. And, uh, we are, when we had, so we have a six month old at home and we were certain that that child was going to be born just like translucent, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, he looked, you know, looked like a normal baby, but like we were, we were, we were pretty sure he was just going to be like, oh man, just put sunscreen on him right out of the womb kind of deal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he um, should have sunscreen. I will say that definitely put the baby in sunscreen. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh man. And that actually, uh, you're a mother of three, right? You have a, you said you yeah. had a 12 and eight and a five year old. Yeah. Um, yeah. how is that, oh, man? Uh, I'm always, so we only have one kid and mm -hmm. I think my wife has been just in an absolute, like, and, man, it's been crazy to watch her elevate into motherhood, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been awesome to watch. And how has that journey been for you to go from to being, a you know, uh, anyone in the medical field like that's a very prestigious profession, right? So obviously, you're a very high performing individual uh, on the professional mm -hmm. side. And then you take on entrepreneurship mm -hmm. while also being a mother of three. Man, can you kind of explain some of that for me and like how you manage some of that stuff? 
I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll write the book. Um, yeah. No, you know, you know what it is. I think um, it's kind of all I know. So yeah. I, I, I just that's what you see, right? So my mom and my dad worked, had me, um, came home, parented. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah. okay, I could do it. Yeah. When you're in it, you kind of don't know what it's like to not be in it. If that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. I was pregnant during my intern year before residency. That was rough. Um, I was pregnant again, about to graduate and move to Georgia. And then I had my third daughter when I was here. Um, And I think it's just a matter of if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. It's just something that you just Mm. do and you just keep moving. And I think when I decided to become an entrepreneur, it was for my kids to see it. Um, Because I want that to be their norm, right? I want them to see, okay, yeah, owning your own thing and having your own business and being... I mean, your own boss, that's just part of life. Just sort of how I look at life is, okay, yeah, you can have a career and have been married and have kids. It's just part of, it is just yeah. what happens. It's just part of life. So um, it could be hard. I think if I, it probably is hard, and it, but I think I just kind of move beyond that and I kind of just yeah. look forward. Um, and I, I think maybe when I have time to stop and sort of reflect and look back, I'll be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You did the most there. Um, yeah. But I think because I'm in it and I just, that's all that I kind of know right now. It's just sort of like, just keep going. There's just nothing really stopping me. Mm. Um, and, I, and a bigger thing is just, you know, I do want my kids to be proud of me. Yep. So I think that it's being able to, to show them all the possibilities that's fulfilling. And I, I you know, I, you know, again, like I, I do it for them. Yep. And I hope they're proud of me. So it's yeah. just, it's nothing to do, but just do it. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I think like, uh, there, there's really like, um, I, I tended to think I was a pretty motivated individual. Um, but then like, man, see, seeing my son for like the first time, it's like a whole new fire gets, gets put in you, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's amazing. Responsibilities get higher. <laughs> uh, Mistakes yeah. have more consequences. So you kind of. That's true. Yeah. 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 A little bit, little bit of that, like <laughs> that low level anxiety at all times. Like, all right, I hope it works. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so mm-hmm. with uh, Whisk and Sweet, um, I'm sure you get asked this quite a bit. Like, it, what. Like, I don't want to inject toxins into my body, right? Like, um, yeah. is it really worth the beauty component of it or not have wrinkles? Like, what are some of those myths out there with surrounding like Botox, which is, you know, a toxin like Botox? Uh, mm-hmm. um, are, are there myths that you can like kind of like debunk for us? Which are like some of the combos, like, is it good for you? Is it not? Like, does it have long term effects? All that fun stuff. Um, so I would say, yes, the thing, exactly what you said, people are, will say, oh, I don't want to put any toxins. That's literally what they say. I don't want to put any toxins in my face. And I, I can understand that I completely, I get it completely. Like I never really go back and forth in terms of like, oh no, it's fine. I just lit, sit and listen to their concerns. Uh-huh. The thing about Botox or neurotoxins is that it, it lasts for a certain amount of time. So your body will figure out a way to sort of remedy anything that's not supposed to be there essentially. Yeah. Um, and all it really does is it, it, it blocks the, the movement of the muscle. Mm-hmm. So it kind of paralyzes it and paralyzed sounds really dramatic, but that's essentially what it does. And then after about three or four months, 
it's gone. Um, yeah. So that would be the, the first thing. I think when it comes to fillers and, and hyaluronic acid specifically, what we're doing to you know maybe lift the cheeks or elevate it, why we do it is just because with aging, we lose fat and we lose bone and we yeah. and it starts, and that's the scaffolding for our face. And so mm -hmm. because we wanna maintain that sort of youthful look, we use hyaluronic acid to help, you know, bring it back up. The thing yeah. about hyaluronic acid, I was using it to inject knees. We have yeah. hyaluronic acid in our bodies. Um, yeah. So- It's in a lot of like skin moisture, like daily facial like uh, cream yeah. as well, right? You can yeah. do, yeah, you can put it on topically as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's something that we have been, especially me, I've been using it for other, for other reasons for, for quite some time. And so now, it, it, it's it, again, our body has it, um, it makes it, we're just replenishing and trying to just repair sort of the, the, you know, some of the skin dropping that does occur with just aging sure. and, you know, the natural parts of aging. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, uh, what's, what's the, uh, is it like three months? Is it six months? Like what's the typical like age that you'll see, uh, Botox be in the body? So it lasts for about three months, um, okay. some four. Um, so, and then it pretty much, you start all over again, not from the beginning, but basically it, your body's pretty much disintegrates it. And then, you know, yep. you're kind of, you start to notice the wrinkles kind of come back a little bit. Um, there are some companies that are making Botox that lasts for about six months. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on the side of caution in terms of, I want to see how this, you know, I want to see the, you know, a little bit more studies and, and kind sure. of see how everything goes with that. But for the most part, it's about three to four months. Yeah. I would say, nice. give or take. And then fillers last um, anywhere from six months up to nine months. Um, there have been studies that show that when they went, you know, did an ultrasound years later after someone had some filler, if it still remains. And there are some particles that will still kind of remain, but the majority of it is usually about six, six to nine months. Got it. So this may sound like a silly question, but what's the yeah. difference between Botox and a filler? So Botox is a neurotoxin, right? Okay. So it's, it's essentially a toxin. And what you use, what you do with that is you use it to remove wrinkles. So when you think of like someone doing some type of aesthetic procedure, usually they're thinking about Botox or thinking, oh, okay, their forehead is just flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you use it actually for a lot of different things. You can use it for wrinkles, of course, but we use it for hyperhidrosis. You can use it for various lines that appear on the face, like, you know, somebody who feels like they're, you know, no scrunches up too much when they, they smile. Like we can use it for a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So it's not just for that. And like I said, we did use it for, um, sorry for the, the, the fire truck passing That's by. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but we did, yeah, right, exactly. But of course we use it for migraines um, and we did use it for, you know, um, even, you know, CBA or stroke patients that have spasticity, we use it for that too. So yeah. old medicine, we use it for that particular fillers thicker, it's more like a gel consistency. Um, and it has different rheology in terms of how gel like it appears. So, you know, if you want a drastic lift, you make it have a, you want something that's a little bit thicker. If you want something mm -hmm. that's softer for maybe lips, then you use something a little bit thinner. Um, okay. and, and so that's pretty much the difference. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. And then, um, for the fillers, uh, do mm -hmm. those have any type of like medicinal use or is that pretty much aesthetic at that point? So if if you're coming to see me, yeah, it's definitely going to be more aesthetic. But yeah. in my prior medical career, it was therapeutic. So we would use it for, you know, like knee injections. So if you, so most people thought it called it the um, 
they called it the gel for the knee or they would call it like um, the rooster juice because it mm. comes from rooster combs. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but awesome. um, yeah, I would use it for um, basically for, for if they had like pretty bad osteoarthritis for the knee and they had lost a lot of the fluid in their knee, we would use it and mm -hmm. inject it. So that's a therapeutic oh, use for it. It could be like yeah. a replacement of like synovial fluid in that sense. Exactly. In that sense? Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but for, for our practice, what we're using it for is, is more for like contouring of the face. Yeah. Well, I think that's also like, uh, it's important to know that like a lot of stuff that we're, that you're using, um, mm -hmm. well, one, I think it's, it's, it's always super important to make sure that like, uh, you're going and working with an expert. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, uh, and, uh, it's so cool to be able to work with somebody, uh, who has used it on the medicinal side, right. Like, uh, yeah. has used it on like for like other purposes and just to understand that the, that the materials that you're using, or, or I think it, you said like old school medicine, like it's things that have been around for a long time. It's been used for right. other reasons. So it's not like right. this new thing that you're just, that you're just like injecting into your body right. for like uh, <laughs> no reason, I guess. Right. Like it's right. been around yeah. for a minute. <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. 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 So basically most companies, what they do is they have like two divisions. I know definitely the Botox training Botox, they have, uh, aesthetic division and they have a therapeutic division, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, it's the same. So, it, and like with anything, you kind of use something for one particular thing and you're like, Oh, wait a minute, we can use it for this. And that happens a lot of time in medicine, a lot yeah. of times. So oh it's my the gosh. Same thing. Yeah, totally. And you know, yeah. even like, uh, in, in our world, we'll see like, you know, like creatine, like as it was clearly used for like yeah. muscle development and like, you know, like yeah. young bucks and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But uh yeah. some really interesting studies on creatine and like white matter development now right so like in like preventing yeah. things or preventing things like alzheimer's and so like it's really cool mm -hmm. to like be able to see like these products or these things that are used and well documented in the research to help a certain area be like well what if we move yeah. it over here what happens yeah. with that right right um, exactly so, yeah. exactly yeah that's awesome and then so yeah. do you have any like particular like um like combinations of okay we want to make sure like if we're going to do botox like let's try to make sure like your hydration levels are staying this are mm -hmm. elevated so let's get you on like an iv hydration um as mm -hmm. well as botox and then make sure you're getting x mm -hmm. amount of ounces per day or like what mm -hmm. do you kind of recommend with some of your like uh um more like internal medicine routes in conjunction with the out or with the outer side of the medicine Correct. so we offer yeah so any procedure we offer iv hydration like we're like listen if you're especially if you're like for instance we do something called microneedling um and mm -hmm. that's basically where we are causing microtrauma sounds dramatic but we're basically yeah. causing microtrauma to the skin to to stimulate the wound repair which is basically growth factors collagen stimulation all of those things um and so when we you know you do need to be numbed for that because it could be a little uncomfortable but okay. while you're there let's do some iv hydration let's you know you're numbing so why not start working on the internal part now mm -hmm. um even when it comes to Botox, you know, doing a lymphatic drainage before we even do the Botox, number one, because it will give us a, a more clear picture of what we're working with. But number two, um, you know, it, it, it allows the Botox to last a little bit longer. So, you know, I always try to figure out a way to sort of implement things that will help with um, the internal and more of a cellular level um, of repair. So we do PRP with our microneedling, which is when we take the blood and then we spin it and then we take the growth factors and then we apply it after we do some microneedling. So, cause we have some open wow. channels yeah. in the skin. So we apply it. Um, 
also with exosomes. So, you know, we try to figure out a way to not only go internally, but like cellular <laughs> internally. Yeah. And I think that that's where aesthetics is actually going. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it, we're starting to learn a little bit more about, okay, yeah, that's cool. We could do the Botox, we do the fillers, we could do the peels, all that stuff. But what is the actual root cause of the conditions that they have or the concerns that they have and how do we fix it from the cellular level? So I think aesthetics yeah. is heading in a fantastic direction. It's going to be really, really cool what they're coming out with. But yeah. for me, what I do is I definitely make sure that we're doing combos because I don't want, you know, to come in, you get a treatment and then you come in the next couple of months and it's like, we're back to square one. Like yeah. we're coming up with a plan. So we're yeah. going to talk about products. Definitely sunscreen, <laughs> definitely sunscreen. Um, you know, definitely like a vitamin C or retinol something so that yeah. when you go home, you're continuing what we started here. So, yeah, uh, man. And like, uh, just a fun, like little light bulb moment of like people using like aesthetic care as a gateway mm -hmm. to just living an overall healthier lifestyle. Right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To really kind of like address those co those concerns, like, uh, yeah. are <laughs> are you drinking enough water? Are you using sunscreen? Yeah. Are you eating appropriately? Yeah. Like all these things. Right. I'll know, right? If I get to come yeah. back and see you on a quarterly <laughs> basis for this Botox, I'll be able to yeah. know if you're doing things on the on the on an appropriate level when you're not yeah. with me, right? And I'm taking pictures, so I <laughs> I'm documenting <laughs> visual documentation of what's going on. So yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, they, I was listening to something recently, and they were saying that. Um, because when when you do Botox, you can you can treat what we call the elevens, and so that's basically the frown. So when okay. you sort of freeze the ability to frown, it apparently reduces um, like depression. And I, I would love to like yeah. And I mean, it kind of makes sense if you can't really totally. frown, then it's like you know. But yeah. I definitely need to read the paper on that because I was listening. I was like, wow, okay, I could see how that would work. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely from the you know all the things that we do, it can your external appearance definitely can affect how you feel on the inside, right? Like I, I actually went through that after my third daughter, I was like, what happened to me? <laughs> like, what is going on? Who am I looking at? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, it can definitely cloud your own, if you feel like the, the inside doesn't match your outside, yeah. um, it can definitely affect you. So I, I completely understand. And mm -hmm. that's why I treat it from beginning to end, from cell to external, like whole total uh, skincare, so. That's awesome. And yeah. then um, do you treat men as well? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally do. I, yeah. I men are a little bit um we're we're working on it. We're working on yeah. getting more men to accept aesthetics as a part of their self-care. I think a lot of men that mostly come in is because their their partners brought them in. Sure. Um actually just came from a conference and they had a lecture on how to increase um men into your practice because again you know it's not something that a lot of men are maybe either comfortable trying or they're just kind of like i don't know i don't want to look like x y and z but i will yeah. say a lot of their favorite stars action stars have it <laughs> like, yeah. they get it. like you know what i mean like 100%. yeah 100 so, yeah. what are but, what yeah. are some of the, like uh the main differences then that you'll see between like um men aesthetics and skincare versus like women or are there differences um, so there's a difference in terms of like what you are, your goals are, right. And especially yeah. what the client's goals are, because there are men who, who want feminization of the face, right. Mm -hmm. The men who don't want feminization, feminization of the face, usually what I, I go for is just, let's just work on forehead wrinkles. That's the easier thing with yeah. men. It's a little bit different in terms of like the quantity of units, just because you guys have stronger muscles. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than the, the forehead and just, you know, maybe some crow's feet, maybe some of the lines in the middle of the, the, the eyebrows, 
pretty much standard um, for men and women. It's just the quantity or the amount of units that we're using. When it comes to fillers, which we usually use from here down, you're not going to... Um, where we put the filler is a little bit different because for men, they don't want, you know, they want more of a, like a, a square jaw. So you have to sort of cater to that aesthetic if that's what they're desiring. Um, yeah. But everything else in terms of the peels and the microneedling, it just helps rejuvenate like the collagen and reduce the sagging and the aging appearance of the skin and, imp and improve the glow of the skin. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much standard across the board. Nice. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. well, I think that's super important too. Cause like, um, you know, I think like, uh, could flip the script a little bit and say like, you know, we, we've thankfully you've seen a huge change in the narrative, but you still see like, you still hear, I'll still hear at my clinic of like, uh, particularly females coming in saying like, they don't want to lift cause they don't want to get too bulky. Right. And like, we just know oh. like, that's just, that's just not the thing. Right. And same thing with like aesthetic skincare. Like I don't want to go like, and like, look like, uh, uh, I don't know, Chris, um, I don't want to have like the big lips, right? Or I don't want to like look, yeah. I don't want to have like yeah. a of the face or I don't want to look like, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, listen, man, yeah. like yeah. there's plenty of ways that like, uh, you know how much work is done to get to that point, right? Like, uh, right. just like on the on the other side, like, you know how hard it is to get bulky, right? Like there's right. so many different, oh, uh, so many, gosh. like there's such a middle ground and like what you're, it's not an extreme like that. So um, that's yeah. really cool to hear. Because yeah. I yeah. mean, like it's, it is a confidence boost, right? Like, especially like uh, mm -hmm. um, if you, <laughs> You know, in sports, we're going to talk about like guys, right? Like, uh, we always, yeah. this, uh, we always had like, uh, you know, there's some typical sayings like look good, feel good, play good, right? Like, uh, right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the yeah. same thing in life, right? Like, life is a full contact sport, man. Like, look good, feel good, yeah. play good. So, um, and, you know, for men, I think they sort of the gateway drug for them is maybe like hair, um, regeneration mm. or restoration. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you can, you can de definitely help with, you know, if someone's noticing, oh, I'm losing a little bit of hair in the front or the side, you know, we do the microneedling and then we do the PRP. So that's kind of like their their path into, okay, we could do that. So let's try something, some other things. So yep. I think that's kind of how men are sort of approaching the aesthetics. They come from more of a, you know, like, I think not that it's a vain thing, but I think the vanity for men is a little bit different from the vanity for women. So sure. I think with them, they're like, okay, I need to make sure that all the hair's there. <laughs> and so you work on that. Like we say, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. You have a little bit of loss. Let's start working on it. And let's do some, you know, light therapy and let's do some microneedling, some PRP to help regenerate that area. And then they kind of notice, oh, okay, you do X, Y, and Z as well. Oh, you do peels or you do, you know, Botox, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So do you help with hair loss then as well? Yeah, so we do we do nice. that. So we do um, this microneedling, and then I'll do the PRP in the area and do it in cycles, so that we're constantly like making sure that you know make sure the cells are regenerated, um, and then come back. We do it again. So yeah, we definitely nice. do that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't know that like uh, like PRP was used for aesthetics. I just thought that was used for like uh, like joint care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is taken off. Imagine what your own blood can do for you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like it's crazy, it's right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. But I will I will say this cuz I did PR like when I was in residency, that's when PRP was becoming like a thing. Like I know my program was researching it um using it for lateral epicondylitis. That's how mm. um long ago that was, but you know, it, it's one of those things where I was like this has drastic potential. Um, and it's such a simple thing. You just take the blood, spin it. You know you have growth factors in it. You use it. Now we'll say, 
when you're a little bit older, the growth factors aren't as plentiful. Um, yeah. and so that's when maybe ex exosomes come in, but for the most part, youngish, healthy, you could have a good amount of growth factors and you can use them. So why not? Yep. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah. Dr. Scott, this has been super insightful. If somebody wanted to, uh, learn a little bit more about who you are or what your practice is, uh, or where you're even at, uh, what, what's a good way for them to contact you? So they can go to my website. It is www.skinsweetmedspa.com. They can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Same, same tag. So it's Skin Sweet Med Spa on both those channels. And then I'm located in Brookhaven, um, Georgia. Um, we're at 3575 Durden Drive, Suite 305. Awesome. Dr. Scott, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time and educating thank us you. and uh, explaining a little bit of your story. It's been awesome to get to know you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.